This copyrighted podcast of the James Perspective has been paid for and funded by James M. Wilkerson. Any rebroadcast, reproduction, or other use of this podcast are a permutation and combination of words and sentences used in this podcast without the express written consent of James M. Wilkerson and the James Perspective is strictly prohibited. How we doing? Good morning. Great. That great comes from the great Dr. Tim Green of the metropolis of Farmerville, Louisiana. Hey, my dude. old stomping grounds. Yeah. Mine too. Our, yeah. Uh, some of the happiest times I've had living on that lake, eating at St. Anne's with Tim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, we still do that on occasion, by the way. We invite Tim. He doesn't come back, but we still do that on occasion. I'm on a short leash. Anyway, <laughs> did you do a household chore? Uh, yeah. Well, they look at me and they say he can move some big stuff, and then I get to move it. And, and then you jam your toe, jam my toe, and um, everything else. And they, you know, yeah, I know you just had surgery on your toe, darling, but you need to move all this crap. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, I ask, I beg. I got him back on here because there was an article um, that <clears throat> concerned me. Now they they're very good at this, and we know this that the that they hide their their bottom line, their idea of what they're trying to do, the government. But basically, what the what I'm the, the thing that's happened is is they're calling um, good diet food is medicine, uh, and and the article. Was would be considered rather innocuous because it was saying that those people who had some insufficiencies in their diet because they're poor, they had uh, uh, what? What do they call? They called it uh, food insecurity. Yes, food mm-hmm. insecurities. Code for I don't have enough money for food, so I have to eat potato chips. And I, yeah, I don't know from day to day what it is I'm going to eat. I can't get on a balanced diet. Well, then basically they would get. Diseases like diabetes, diabetes or something, and then they would then then they would say, okay, well now that we've let you get sick and you've got diabetes, now we're going to feed you well and see if that fixes the diabetes. And they and the article said no. But what what the red flag, and I'm I'm gonna turn this over. You know, I like to just kind of set the table. It's this idea of food as medicine, and as you, as you guys know, I'm a fan of ancient Greece, classical ancient Greece. And Hippocrates, who's considered the father of being doctor of a doctor's, is quoted for essay and let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. So they're able to take this doctor who's what he's saying is what, what you put in your body is going to be whether you're healthy or not. That's all he was saying. He they there, if any, there was no regulation like that in, in ancient Athens. You were not you were not going to see it in Attica. You were not going to see somebody telling Pericles what to eat. You know, and Pericles wasn't going to tell anybody what to eat. You ate what you wanted to eat, and they were saying, and what was Hippocrates was saying, that just because you can doesn't mean you should. And we have a society now, and I just did it. We have donuts. Boy, they're good. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Highly processed. uh, Yeah, I'm going to have to go take some medicine now to get through that. Well, yeah, but but the Greeks also were known for saying, know thyself, and in all things, in moderation, okay, and so having a donut is not going to kill you. 
but only donuts will. And so this idea, though, of them calling it food is medicine, uh, I think is an attempt ultimately to say that it you have to have a license to give dietary advice. And if you don't have that light and if you do have that license, you're going to have to say eat bugs. <laughs> All right. That's I know it's more to that, but that sets the table as to what I wanted to talk about today. Dr. Green, then I would like you to give your opening statement. <laughs> oh, God. Wait, this is congressional hearing. You're under oath. Remember, you're under oath. <laughs> Just pardon. Yeah, well, um, that's kind of a definitely a simplification of it is eat bugs. But, you know, anytime we turn our freedoms over to a government, they, they tend to mess it up. And there's always agendas when you get down to it and you see what the end result is. And you look back in history when these things have happened, you see how bad it is. But, yeah, they uh, talk about food insecurities and food being medicine, which you know, in my profession, certainly we have always viewed uh, good dietary habits and exercise and those things to be beneficial to the body. Front line is the way you put it to me. It's front yeah. line. It's the first thing you should do. Absolutely. And so in that sense, just, I mean, it's true that food is medicine, but not in the way that they're putting it. Because if they were that concerned, with food being medicine, they wouldn't allow a lot of the things that we put in our food today that, you know, a hundred years ago would have never been in food. They wouldn't allow GMO, genetically modified organism. You know, they, they take something that's perfectly good like corn and then they genetically modify it to where um, it's, it's, it's different. And the body doesn't see that and it becomes as food. And it becomes an inflammatory, um, you know, substance in, in your body. And that, that actually inflammation is going to tear your health down. But, you know, they've done all of this. They put all these additives in food that are not good for you. Talking about the bugs, they've been putting uh, certain parts of bugs in certain processed foods for a long time now. But they're wanting to take it even further where they grow genetic food in labs and call it meat and you know that's that's the thing they're using also global warming and all these uh issues that they try to push on us to control everything that we can do and they won't even do that with food saying that you know now cows and livestock and all that are contributing to global warming and you know anybody that buys into that well the next thing is well if if those uh, animals are contributing to it, then humans would be contributing to it too. So you're next on the list, you know. And, yeah, I was and wondering about that. Do vegetarians fart? God, so yeah. much it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is insane that uh, whoever it was that started Greenpeace, he's even starting to sound the alarm. And when <clears throat> someone liberal and and has the agendas that green pieces have starts to say look they're coming at you with these new policies and he says that it's absurd you you know you better start paying attention so so yeah i mean in in a true science sense food is medicine but that's not what they're really that's not what their agenda is they're wanting to make winners out of uh 
these elitist billionaires that, you know, they're the ones that are growing these things in labs and they want to push you how to eat that. Plus, if they can control food, water, or uh, your your money, they can control you and everything. And so this is just one more part, in my opinion, of what's a communist uh, agenda. And this is just next on the list. All right. Well, you know, I, you, you said a couple of things and we talked about this a little bit. We didn't have much time pre-podcast today, but I wanted to give Charlotte a chance here because I do know that there are several very obvious things that happened in our lifetime, but I hope that she can do as well. She went on a rant at the table last night with the grandchildren there. And sometimes that's when she's best because her mind is going a million miles an hour. But describe your view of what the the food pyramid has done to us. Okay. So back when we were kids, you had the food pyramid and the bulk of your daily food was supposed to come from grains. You were supposed to have nine to 11 servings of grain per day. Brought to you by uh, the grain industry. Exactly. Goodness, are you that much? Yes, nine to Damn, 11. I hate to doubt my wife. Is that how much they were saying? Yeah, and then, you know, it's changed a little bit over the years. They go back and forth, but yeah, and then the dairy industry got in on it. Right, so, right. right. So, so it, that was the base. <laughs> yeah. That was the base of the pyramid. Because I remember thinking, how would you eat? I mean, when I was a kid, and of course, you got to realize eating patterns have changed drastically since we were young, mm-hmm. as far as just the size of meals. And I remember thinking, how could you eat eleven pieces of bread a day? I mean, you know, because it was just a lot. I mean, now it's like. Jack. No, there's no way I could eat 11 pieces. Yeah, I mean, but... There's no way. All right, let's suppose that I did a normal day and I said, I'm going to eat, eat it with my meal. I would be six, mm-hmm. max. But how they did it was, is we became a cereal nation. Right. Kellogg's. Cereal, cereal killer nation? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a good Sounds like a title of a documentary we need to make. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, Kellogg's, um, Post. You know anybody in that industry? They were um, they were enriched by by this. Also, you go into this. Oh, these cereals are enriched with all these vitamins. So fortified, fortified, fortified with vitamins. Fortified. So you have this food pyramid where the bulk of your your calories are coming from grains. And then you create this um, desire and, you know, people create this illusion that, hey, an office job is like the, you know, you sit at a desk and you're working in an office. And um, so we're sedentary and we're sitting here eating a bunch of grains. Then the 70s come along and the Nixon corn subsidies and they end up putting corn syrup in every blasted thing. And then they, That's right. the, let me make this clarify. Mm-hmm. The younger people may not know that. Yeah. When they first came out with the grain thing, you had to put your own sugar on it. Mm-hmm. So you would get, if you got your, your, your grain, your cereal, you would have to pour sugar on it. But yeah. it was cane sugar. Sugar, sugar cane sugar, yes. And, and your parents could modify it. Say, no, that's too much. Change. You're not going to put because I would pour the whole sugar bag in if they let me. Oh, and, you betcha. And so, it makes it good. You can almost tolerate that cardboard. But then, then came along Fruit Loops, 
And it Hello. was pretty sweet. And then the parents lost control over how much sugar you got. Yes, you they remember did. Remember that, Dr. Green? Oh, yeah. Captain Crunch and all that. <laughs> yeah, I call yes. it Captain Crunch because that's, that's how I felt after I ate it. Oh, my. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, go ahead. So, yes. So, you have the corn subsidies. Well, then you have this high fructose corn syrup that they have to put into everything. And that, I mean, I, some people say no, but I think there was an association with a lot of weight gain. Now, to hide that, they came out with studies that a high fat diet leads to obesity. Well, we know. And, and, it, and you know what? When I heard that, that makes sense. You get fat, you get fat. Yeah. <laughs> and so they would come out. cholesterol was going to kill us. Oh, yeah. Cholesterol yeah. was going to kill us. And then, so these products came out labeled low fat, but if you looked at the label, it was high sugar content. So, I mean, it was. Um, if you uh, looked at the label. And another thing, I, just, I think it was, it was either, it was one of the two men that were on here with me. It was either Glenn or, or Tim told me read how many chemicals are in those things. Oh, I know. Phosphate. <laughs> yeah. Preservatives, they're called. Yeah. <laughs> Plutonium. <laughs> I'm sorry you broke up, Tim. I said, when you look at those things and you read ingredients and it's 30 ingredients in something. Yeah. And, and you know, then you have Kaiser getting rid of its waste product, fluoride, and putting it in toothpaste and saying, oh, nine out of 10 dentists say, yeah, this is good. Yeah. <laughs> Put in a, a little bit of byproduct. I know. You know, an all natural Red Bull. I saw the other day, all, it doesn't say all, it said natural food coloring. <laughs> it's beets. It's beet juice. <laughs> well, I will say the government's rules, as someone who took a food science course once, um, the government's rules on additives is insane. Uh, it's, in other words, it is incentivized to not use natural uh, anything because there's there's this rule that if there's any any uh, bad thing in it, like almonds, for instance, have arsenic, so you can't use almonds as an additive. Wasn't he a late night talk show host? No, uh, it's Arsenio Hall. Oh. Stop, arsenic, <laughs> arsenic and old lace. Yeah, but so arsenic's a poison, but they they don't go to any levels. This law does not. Talk about levels of it or amounts. It only says if it's in there, you can't use it. So it incentivized the food industry to use artificial because they could get those through the FDA much quicker. Mm-hmm. Artificial. Yeah. Artificial. Okay. So it's okay. That artificial, makes artificial, sense. Okay. That makes sense. Artificial. Yeah, food because food. it didn't come under this law that was created, I think, in 1928 and that they had some things grandfathered in, but you can't use like, you know, green beans would be illegal if it, for this law, except they were grandfathered in. Well, I want to make sure, that's funny. I do want to make sure everybody knows this. I'm okay with industry doing it. All right, I'm okay with that. But I don't want them, this is where I think this is heading. I don't want them to say you can't go to what's that, that natural grocer here we have here. Uh, Gibson's. Gibson's. They don't want you to go Gibson's and buy something that's natural. Right. That's what I think they're trying to do. Stop that. Mm-hmm. So well, that you know, us. Th- there's been this whole thing about gluten allergies. Now, Dr. Green, you might be able to correct me here, but 
Uh, gluten allergies, I believe, are like one or two percent of the population are truly allergic to gluten. However, yeah, go ahead. Have the actual true allergy, right? But I think the reaction to all this gluten—it's not the gluten; it's how they grind. You know, I was another weird thing about me, ladies and gentlemen, is for a while I was studying to be a, a flour mill. Flour milling, in other words, milling science is what I was oh, in. Oh, yeah. And uh, there is, there's all this, um, the wheat that we use in this country has a, they spray when they're about to thresh it, uh, a drying agent that many people have said might be causing most of the inflammation from our bread. And there's enzymes in our bread right now. And that's why I never, never. You know, if you bread, if you make it and make it with uh, organic weed, I think, or something, if you make that bread, it's going to, you know, get moldy. You notice that bread never gets moldy now? It's because there's enzymes and everything that keep it from getting moldy. Um, so, yeah. all right. So, what you're saying is, and we had that court case, remember, years ago, that you can't grow your own wheat. And you can't create your own wheat products. So that's the way that you get the population. Forget the water supply. You just throw well, stuff in everybody's our, bread. <laughs> I think our food supply is compromised. Oh, it is, definitely. Well, I'll explain the, the wheat situation to you and the gluten. What happens is like you're talking about, that it's not, that's not just that chemical process that happens. Actually, when they're breaking it down, they bleach it. They do all kinds of things to make it look more appealing to the eye. And all of these things have residuals in, in that food product. And so that's sort of like uh, airbrushing a playmate. Yeah. <laughs> Making them look better. So but what happens, what happens, though, and this is what I think a lot of people don't understand, is even once you take wheat and you manipulate it like that, and the population begins to eat that, what you do is you, a lot of people develop sensitivities, not true allergies, but sensitivities, which again cause inflammation. But when they take and eat proper gluten, it still sometimes can cause inflammation initially because the brain has a hard time totally distinguishing when you've eaten something that has caused you to have an inflammatory process. It hates that. It attacks it. It creates an autoimmune type response. So it takes a while to retrain the body, even if you go back to eating proper uh, gluten, which like you said, only one to two percent of the population actually has tropical sprue or what they call celiac disease. But what happens is the same thing with corn. We've manipulated corn. We've given people high fructose corn syrup. The the brain does not like that, and so the body attacks any of the corn products. And you know, even when you eat proper corn, which is almost impossible in this country to find, um, it. it it creates that inflammatory process. And I'll tell you a little thing that's interesting. My cousin called me one day and he said, I can't even put the corn out. The deer won't even eat the corn on your property. He said, you've got so many acres and they'll, they're just eating acres. So they're not coming out to the, to the corn. And I, and I asked him, I, I reminded him, I, I said, well, when we were young, when did you ever see 
a deer pass up corn to eat an acre. He goes, well, I'm telling you, it's happening. I said, no, I know it's happening. But you ought to ask yourself, why is it happening? Because true corn, deer will eat that 10 to 1 over acres. But when you have GMO corn, they... <laughs> they can tell? Well, yeah. somehow, they they know the difference. And you know they'll eat that corn if they're hungry. But if they got white oak acres in abundance, they don't hardly touch it. They'll just nibble at it and go eat the acres. No wonder and that, here in our yard. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that's just an interesting uh, subset of that. And and one other thing, Dr. Roy Lee, who was an engineer, but went back to, to dental school because he had a client come to him and said, look, we have a problem in the dental industry with the drills. The, to get more speed, they had to use so much more power, and, and it just didn't work real well. So he went in as an engineer and said, well, I don't really understand your problem yet, so I have to go to dental school. Well, he went to dental school, and there he realized that as our developing country, we had a lot more uh, cavities than countries that were much poor. And so he wanted to find out what this was about. Well, it goes all the way back to this wheat, this cereal, this sugary things that they uh, did to our diet in the food pyramid. And so he began to go back and make uh, bread from true products, true wheat products, and he advertised it as superior bread. Well, the bread industry actually sued him, and it went all the way to the Supreme Court, which... the Supreme Court case because he did have beer bread, in fact. See, they would take all the nutrition out of it, bleaching it and all the things they do, and then they would fortify it with vitamins and things. And so, you know, natural grain already had that in it. And so, yeah. It's amazing how much bleaching wheat's like a playmate. They make it really look good, but if you get to see and find out what's inside that head, it's all been bleached out. Yeah. They don't want any part of it. No. <laughs> They're very similar, Glenn. Admit it. There's a lot of com- commonalities there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. Whatever. I mean, it's just, I think there's so many things are added to bread that make it inflammatory. Yes. All right. So so that's one. And Charlotte brought up the, the, the corn syrup. You can look at beach photos. I've done it before on the comrades. Sent them out. If you start taking them in the, in the 30s. 40s, 50s. There was a time in the 20s they were looking like they were getting a little plump. And and I'm talking about roaring tr- 20s, right? Yes, more more. Uh, it was more just as much men as women. They seemed like there was a time there in the early 20s before before World War One that they were getting. But then you saw after World War One they started getting thin again. And then they were thin all the way through the mid 70s, or and then the late 90s. I mean, late 70s, you started seeing people getting fatter, and that's. It coincides with Nixon and his friend arranging it where we had we could had subsidies for corn syrup. Now they well, say subsidies for sugar. Too. They say I have a conspiracy theory connected to, and it's possible I'm wrong, but I do believe that you used to be able to buy cereals without sugar in them. Parents controlled it. Now they say we got this corn syrup that we're we're getting subsidies for. We got to put it somewhere. We got to get rid of this corn syrup. And so they put it in Fruit Loops and Cheerios and everything else. You know, Sodas. Yeah, you know, well, you know they had Cheerios, 
Then they had Honey Nut Cheerios. What does Honey Nut Cheerios mean? We put the sugar in there for you. Yep. That's what that means. And there's very little honey. All right. So there's this, there's this, I, I believe that this is communism. I know that. I, I put almost everything. And it turns out that I was right about that. That most of the time I say that, it, that, that, that anytime they're restricting our freedom in some way or it sounds like they're getting ready to, this gas, this gas oven thing, you would think that there's no way that they could outlaw that, but they're going to try. Sure. They're going to do it. Uh, so, so anyway, the United Nations is just a step up, like the worst global idea. I had a, an economics teacher at, at Tech who was very conservative, Dr. Smith. He's passed away. Um, very good guy. We, we, we ate, had lunch with him several times after we moved back here. Anyway, he said one of my favorite things I ever heard. He said, um, this was back when China was not in the United Nations yet. Mm-hmm. And he says, there are people who want to give China a seat in the United Nations. And I'm one of those that says, certainly, give it to them. Give them ours. Not far off. So they have this thing called Codex Alimentarius, which yep. is Latin for food code. code. Codex Alimentarius. And it's going to govern, they, they want to govern, um, you know, the standards for, for foods, both processed and natural. So let's look at which ones they have already begun to to. Oh, okay. I'm sure it's not meat, meat products, fish products, milk, um, infant formula, mm-hmm. and then we had a shortage recently on that too. Fresh vegetables, fruits, and fruit juices, cereals derived from legumes. Now I'm not sure why that. <laughs> Well, beans. that's beans, and that's very healthy. Okay. That's it. Uh, margarine and chocolate. That's basically the ones. And honey. Honey. Got to add honey in. And margarine is terrible. And here's my favorite one you're going to like. Oh, good. Mineral water. Oh, All right. Now we got to take over those damn commies. They take away my mineral water. I'm coming for them in the yeah. night, baby. Isn't that funny that they haven't gone after, uh, you know, the processed foods like potato chips, and they yeah. haven't gone after they haven't gone after Armour hot dogs. Stuff if you ate it <laughs> would make you very healthy and lean. Exactly. What do you think of that, Doctor Green? Well, you know where that came from initially, where that was started, right? No, but I'm not surprised you do. Well, it came out, it came out of Germany. Okay. It came from right where you broke up. Came from where? It came out of Germany, and that's they they started <laughs> that a long time ago. The Germans have been trying to overthrow Western civilization since that Western civilization. It, it's it's very interesting because it doesn't just get in the food; it gets in the supplementation, which you know they derive back from the food and all that. But for instance, in Germany, you can't go to a uh, place without a prescription and get therapeutic levels of vitamin C. They they will sell you vitamin C in five milligram tablets. So a hundred oh, tablets, which would be five hundred milligrams for a bottle, will cost you more than a bottle over here, where we have five hundred or a thousand milligram tablets in the same number in the bottle. <laughs> well. Vitamin at five milligrams is not going to do anything. No. And, and that 
that's insane, you know, but this will take and this thought process to control people to to make you have to depend on them for everything and then they just slowly phase you out. You know, it, it's 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 you, a lot of what in her rant, I have got to tell you this because you're gonna laugh. She said that in the 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 fourteen and fifteen hundreds when we first started coming over to the United States, they were getting scurvy because they didn't get enough vitamin C. Yeah. She said that today, literally the government would go, There's no connection between vitamin C Exactly and, 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 or, or and B vitamins and rickets. <laughs> and I I think she's I know that sounds crazy. Tim, I think they would. I think they yeah. would tell you it doesn't help scurvy. Right. Well, they, they would it all because because again, uh, people don't realize. I see people. I see people today in practice that have skin conditions that are borderline scurvy. Okay, they're not scurvy, but they're borderline because they're not getting adequate vitamin C. And what's interesting is during you know one of those time periods, there was a group of um, uh, I believe it was English that were in a that were in a ship in one of the lakes that bordered Canada, and the, all the men, they were dying. They were just gone. Well, They probably did of, a household duty. One of the Indian chiefs up there sent his men, and they boiled pine needles, mm-hmm. which is left vitamin C, and gave it to them and drank, and they all recovered. Wow. Yeah, that, were, that's how the American Indians got their vitamin C. Pine needles? Yeah. Yeah, they they brewed a tea out of pine needles. I looked into yep. it because I thought, how the heck did they do it without oranges? And you know, just curiosity. Remember, Yule Gibbons so. used to eat pine trees. Remember that? Did he really? Yeah. We have wow. beavers that do. Well, yeah, yeah. It's got a lot of ascorbic acid in it, and when you boil it, the pine needles, and you know, they have to be green. I mean, it's not the ones that's on the ground brown. You got mm-hmm. to get the green pine needles, but they 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 knew. I mean. They didn't call it scurvy, but they knew that that was the cure for that. Mm-hmm. You know, and just think about that for a minute. How the heck did that come about? Right. All right. So help me tie this back into what was it called? Um, I have to look it up. It was called oh. Codex Alimentarius. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, has it tied into that? Well, how it ties in is is there in Germany. That's been going on for a long time. Okay. So all natural products, including food, and the United States several times has had to has tried to adopt that. And through phone calls to senators and representatives and things like that, we've always been able to beat it back. It's come up for votes in this country. And if if they if they were to do that, you couldn't go to uh, Gibson's and get a supplement or what have you. You'd wind up having to have uh, a prescription from a doctor who's not going to give it to you because they've been taught that all the stuff is useless anyway. Mm-hmm. So even did it costs you a lot more money, and um, it, it, it's it's sad. I mean, this is all about right now. The people are paying well over fifty billion dollars a year on these products, and they say even though none of it works. So people are just, you know, continuing to spend all this money out of pocket. They don't have insurance coverage for it. And, you know, they're just so stupid. They don't know what their body feels like or whatever. So they're just spending all this money 
for nothing. And that, and you see uh, comment from these groups that push prescription medicines and things like that. You see this all the time. All right, so, so with the UN, does it does it does it trickle down to the United States, uh, or does it, it pour down? It it well, it used to trickle down. I would I would say and argue now it's starting to pour down because that old big stones rolling downhill faster and faster. All right, and so so what a what a liberal would say or commie would say, James, you're you're it, we got to the fish into the uh, into the meat first. It was no. There was no conspiracy here, but everything I just named to you was natural. Yes. And me. Well, well, you know, Dr. Green, correct me here if I'm wrong, but something I've speculated is, you know, this carnivore diet and these people get much better mm-hmm. and have less inflammation. But constipation. <clears throat> Actually, I've been told that you get ballistic diarrhea at first two weeks. Really? Yeah. Uh, now, if ballistic <laughs> that was descriptive <laughs> that's descriptive i was trying to beat you to the punch james anyway um so we could get through that but i can't really know anyway uh the, what i think the reason it does help a lot of people is because meat isn't processed as much yeah i mean there's a lot to that of course what happens i mean if you do any of those things where it's just one way too long you're going to develop something else yeah everybody's pushing this is the way this is the way this is the way but if you look at you know i i rely on bible principles because they they'll never fail you if you look at what the bible says it's 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 all things in moderation that are good that you know they're good and so when somebody tells me that fruit's naturally bad that you know, that's not true. If you can get good quality fruit, but you don't want to live off of fruit, you don't want to always move these either because we're, we're designed to take food, to chew it properly because there's digestive enzymes in your uh, mouth that begin the process. Your brain then gets alerts all the other organs that, hey, this is coming. But what we do is we want to take all that nutrition that we say, this is what we got to have, pour it down our throats so that it reaches the stomach before the brains even have time to tell tell everything that look this is what's happening so so yeah it initially because people are so out of balance the other way mm-hmm. profound effect on on beginning to kind of bring them back to a normal state but at some point you've got to you've got to have balanced nutrition and not based on the food pyramid but we yeah, know on the, on the Temple of Janus, um, or Temple, not Temple of Janus, Temple of Apollo and Delphi, the, the Greeks have in Greek, know thyself, nothing in exa- excess. And I looked it up, it's Medicus. I was get it close, it's Medit Egna, Egna, that's how they say it. Uh, M-E-D-E-N-A-G-A-N. It said nothing in excess. Is that, does that apply to monogamy? Oh, goodness. Okay. <laughs> Right here with what? your wife. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was worried about Charlotte. What, what they, what they, before I forget this, it's interesting that, you know, they use all of these reasonings when you look at what's happening in Germany and now it's here. When you look at, they say, hey, we got to eliminate this because there's too much mercury in the fish. Right. There's all of the right. 
but yet they would give vaccines that would have many times more levels of mercury in it than fish and take the one vaccine and you would have that high level of mercury. Now, mind you, they trademarked the mercury so you wouldn't know it's mercury and they called it timer salt. But yet, (laughs) yeah, yeah, they can patent it and then you can't do anything and you can't reproduce it. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, if if they really was worried about mercury, why would they allow that to be put as a preservative in, in you know, vaccines? Now they say they've removed it, but there's still many, many vaccines being used today that have thymosol in it because that give you a, a shelf life theoretically many hundreds of years because <laughs> that's how, what kind of preservative it is. You remember on on uh, on uh, Beverly Hills Cop, he said you could put that honey bun on a fence post. And come back mm-hmm. twenty years later and still be there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it might be. <laughs> Look okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, I got to move to the next the next part of the, the what I what I've always heard, and I want to see what what you guys have to say about this. But there's this there's this idea that if you want to control the people, you need to control uh, uh, three of the four of the following. That would be big government. Big religion, big labor, and big business. If you can have three of those four, you can control. That's why I think they're going after the Catholic Church. They don't want. They can't control it. Mm-hmm. All right, but but that that idea of big business. We've been talking about the government, but I don't think it, that that Bill Gates is very far off from being as powerful as big government in his at least in his bully pulpit, I think he has as much to say about nutrition. Well, we can't say Biden because he's not, he can't say try a Muslim bulbature to Well, her. he's a vegetable. He's an expert. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It takes one to know one. Yeah. You see what I'm getting at? I think that big business is getting behind this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, if big business thinks they can make money doing it, yeah, they're going to get behind it. You know, that Bill Gates thing, the whole thing about, oh, well, you're not an authority in this because you don't have credentials. He doesn't have any credentials. He just has more money than anybody well, else. When you see him, he looks he's, pregnant. He, he looks horrible. <laughs> he doesn't look. Yeah, I don't think I'd want to aspire to his uh, diet regimen. No, I don't. But is he buying up property up your way, Dr. Green? Uh, he's buying property all over the country, but his largest property stakes has been in Louisiana, yep. and and he's buying the land that is the most fertile along the major riverways. If you start looking at where the properties are, in the Mississippi River and, you know, any of the major rivers, he's buying the land adjacent to that and paying far more than its uh, current value so that people will sell it. And that's that's scary because mm-hmm. um, he's buying up cattle land and he's buying up farming land. That's what he's doing. Now there is a uh, there is some financial reason about this that this is something that many all right. If you look back at the Great Depression, you know it, the idea is everybody was busted. No, there were quite a few very rich people in the depression era, they did quite well. One of the reasons is they had, they had bought up fertile farmland 
and they got through the depression because they had the production of food and everybody needs food. And so it's always, it's somewhat of a hedge against, um, when you've got that kind of money, it's, it's well, I big mean, money. Well, all you're doing there is making my point. I'm going to say this, that, that if you have big business, big government, big labor behind you, you're going to be able to control the people. And he did all the way through World War II. I mean, that, 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 that depression was, I be- absolutely believe, encouraged and wanted. It was a feature of our government because they were trying to convert it to a communist country and get what they wanted. They don't mind killing people. Now I do say this, Glenn, you're right about the fertile thing. The, the, what, what really made it seem so bad at first was on top of the depression itself, the dry collapse of the economy. Uh, there was a dust bowl, dust bowl. That, that put a lot of people in Oklahoma into true starvation, which in the United States has been a rare, rare thing. Yeah, and I mean, so he could, they can make that argument when you're buying this land. Um, and to me, an American owning American land is less of concern than a foreign government. However, a foreign government, the land's here. I don't know how they, you know, if we just say, sorry, we need it, you know, we're, you know, I'm sure the government would be happy to do that. Now, there yeah. again, that's another control issue. Right. I, I believe what you're saying is true as far as, you know, diversification and things like that. But the, what makes what makes it sinister in the case of him is he is the one that is making fake food in his laboratories. I mean, he, the, well, he's, he's buying the, the, food, the land to grow real food on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so why isn't he, why is he only buying that? There's other land that's valuable too, but he's only buying it in those areas. And he happens to be working on food that he pushes as being more uh, eco-friendly. And he believes that farming practices are contributing. I don't think he believes that at all, but he says that he believes that that's contributing to, uh, you know, global warming and climate change and all these things that, that they push. And so that's what makes it dangerous because he's working, he, he worked on the M- mRNA project. He's, he's working on projects now where they actually give cancer to human tissue and they say that it's so that they can do research on better uh, treatments for cancer, and then he's doing this food stuff where they literally grow food in a laboratory, you know. And so that's the when you put all that together, that's the concern for me. Um, well, isn't he, he's also for population control too, isn't he? Oh yeah. Oh, well, he said that if we improve the vaccination program, that we can <laughs> miss the idea that there's going to be uh, too many, too much population by the year 2035. He actually said that in a in a conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, how how does improving the vaccine program cause there not to be as many people? You know that you don't wind up having a population that explodes into the eight or nine billion because that's what he was talking about. That's a concern that in by twenty thirty five, that's what the population projections are. But if we if we improve the vaccine program, then that can be mitigated. Now, that's dangerous words when you really think about yeah. what, mm-hmm. what he says. Isn't that kind of backwards? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
and he, you know, but he was saying this in front of a group of all these, you know, multi, multi millionaire, billionaire people and, you know, throughout the world, not just, you know, United States, but throughout the world. And they think like this. They do. And those things that they talk about at Davos and these elite conferences, they know the people in those, those rooms know these things don't apply to them. They apply to the peasants who populate the earth. All right. So, so I, I want to make sure. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm I just mean, he's saying. going to comment on what you want to say. Cause you're, mm-hmm. Apparently, he, you and, and Dr. Green aren't finished with that discussion. I don't want to stop it. Yeah, but it's it's definitely, uh, I mean, it's serfdom. It's, you know, they, they feel like the earth belongs to them, and they just have to figure out a way how to manage us and not let us grow too prolific. Like bamboo. Yes, like bamboo or the children of Israel in um, Egypt. All right. Mouse so, go ahead. Mouse tongue. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he actually told people within his communist regime that question, I thought that communism was everybody's going to be equal. He says, well, the overwhelming majority of people are all equal. He goes, but somebody has to make sure that everybody else is equal. And we're the ones that... <laughs> All right, so let me go. Let me go through my 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 theory. Or and I, I threw it at you really quickly before the podcast. Feel free to shoot it down, but this was my summary. All right, I, I put in not to, not in the distant future. Now, our our government, along with the global elites, that would be Soros, Santa Claus. What's Santa Claus's real name? Schwab. Klaus Schwab. Yeah, Santa Claus, and people like that. Mm-hmm. They want to control the population, and they're going to do that partially by implementing dietary plans. That's what they want to do, all right? And I think the stage that we're in right now is they're getting influencers to say, oh, bugs are good, or this, you know, this global warming, we're all going to die if we don't start making sacrifices to get rid of cow parts and all those good things. Here's a dietary plan that's fun and tasty. They use the word they use the word tasty, Charlotte. Yes, they tasty. do. Bugs are tasty. Oh, but listen, speaking about vegetarians, do vegetarians expel gas? Cows, cows are like the biggest, they're vegetarians and they produce. That's what they're complaining about. Gas, yes. That's right. what they're complaining about. <laughs> Did you also see the study that global warming is being in, in uh, worse because people are breathing? Oh, there you go. Oh, got to stop that. People are breathing and that's causing global warming. That's a news. All right. So then that plan that I talked about, that alimentary codex or codex alimentary, whatever, there's your there's your regulations in the birth there. Right now, it's recommendations. When does it go from recommendation? And and Glenn has explained how they do that. They come in, they go, well, no, it's not really a recommendation, a regulation, but we think it would be a good idea if you did this in your Sonic restaurant. That way we don't have to investigate you over and over and over and over until you're bankrupt. All right. So then once they get those regulations in, then they will have restricted our freedom to eat what we want to eat. That's their plan. I believe when they say food is medicine, that's the regulatory stage. They're getting ready to kick it in. Well, the, if you go to health.gov, which is our government, uh, <laughs> it has food is medicine. There you go. A project to unify and advance collective action. 
There you go. Mm-hmm. It's a communist plot. It is. And I, I know it's it like, sounds like a communist plot, you know, <laughs> just because, you know, they name these things this way and then it's actually the opposite. All right. Is this, but is there somebody wants to try to punch holes in my theory? I don't want to punch holes in your theory, but one of the things I'll tell you that they're going to do, too, to try to cause it death by uh, just, you know, where people don't blame it on the government so much. One thing they're going to do is the cost of real food is going to be so expensive. Yes. Person will not have a choice but to buy the substandard manufactured fake food. Uh, You know, yesterday. Because Glenn, very nicely, I'm glad he did, because I, I ultimately am going to use, hopefully use X Twitter's AI, because it's becoming part of our practice. You almost have to have it now. It's already that quickly. It's becoming incorporated into what we do. But I, I, I put it on what they call fun mode. And I started arguing with this, say, because and it, and I will tell you something, it's fairly conservative, X's AI is. But it was arguing that, that the benefit of, of, of government is accountability. And I went, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard that, <laughs> you know, the government screws up and you, you might let the guy get the top go, but probably not. You'll lie about it. You'll cover it up. And it's, it's, but if, but if, all of a sudden everybody's on an Island, but if Enron messes up, they go out of business. If Texaco messes up and they go out of business, you can't, as a private enterprise, if you food, serve bad food, you're going out of business. And, and there's nothing like, well, the I was laughing because it was arguing. It was fun. It, I told it to do this. I said, argue it. It tried to argue that the vet, Veterans uh, Affairs, well, we all know that that is a failed system. It does not work. It's, it, making a, a, a veteran use the, 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 the vet, veterans hospitals is Sick. That's torture. That's horrible. They'll find them in ditches and all kind of stuff. You know, the people they wander off and stuff. And do you know? Did you know that what I didn't know, and you guys may have known that? Do you know how they fixed it? If you can't get an appointment within a seven or a ten day period, you can go to the private doctor and they'll pay for it. They went to free enterprise to to fix it. So they went to the they went to the the regular system to fix it. Sort of like the communists had to have farms. That the that the owners got to keep their profits. That's how they fed Russia. That's how they did this, guys. I went look it up. It's true. That if you get away in ten days, that's nothing. Okay, I'll apply to the vet vet veterinary uh, services. Ten days later, I go to my doctor. Yeah, if you survive whatever it is yeah. that you're having to go. For. If it's a, if you're if you're choking on a chicken bone, that's not that's not helping yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> Neither is eight days in the future. Uh, <laughs> did you joking. know about that, uh, Doctor Green? Well, I, I did because I have some patients that that you know inform me of that, and and they actually you know they say it's an improvement for sure, and that's pretty sad. But they said Trump en- enacted a lot of things to try to make it better to get rid of you know the excuses that the VA was was having and that may be one of the things that he did you know and because he's all about privatizing you know allowing the open market you know to 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 reign and so but they the ones that i have they said it's better than waiting months you know and and that's sad that 
you know, we have veterans that have things that have happened. And I'm talking about some of them that has actually been wounded and things in these wars. And the, the government doesn't stand behind them. You know, it's sad. Yeah. They, they send them to war and then they said we were going to take care of them, but they don't. Right. Right. You know, and the thing about that is, is you just wonder if you took away all the taxes to do all that stuff, would the churches take care of the vets? Would we take care well, of the vets? Well, this okay. is what I say. At one time, the answer would have been an absolute resounding yes. But see, FDR started all of that, mm-hmm. let us. And then when you came in with Johnson, he just you know, the great society, he just exploded and said, the government's going to take care of everybody. Well, what's happened in the mindset of people now, they're like, it's the government's responsibility. No, it really is our responsibility in cases like that. And like you said, the church, you know, um, but I, I think some of them would, James, I think some would. It's as simple as that. Well, all right. So going back to the to the bugs, and I'm, I'm not worried about it. I don't think it's going to happen in my lifetime. I do think it's possible, though. After what what Glenn and, and what all three of you were saying, basically, if they make healthy food too expensive, will we eat bugs? Well, of course we will. You you see that you know in, in um, two places I've seen where they've eaten bugs is Corey Tim Boom movie. They were eating bugs, and in uh, Empire of the Sun, eat the bugs because you get protein. I would eat bugs in that situation, stay alive, but. You know, Seattle sells grasshopper uh, grasshoppers to eat in Mariners games. I know because what's her name? The girl she ate some. Um, yeah, she didn't like it. What girl? Oh, yeah, 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 Julia. 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 Yeah. Julia. She um, she she ate one of those bugs. You, you do it as a novelty. I might do it. I might just say, okay, I'll try that. It's not gonna kill me, but there's no way that bugs are gonna taste as good. As a bone-in ribeye, right? Well, you know, in China, they they eat a lot of that stuff. But when you come through the the communist uh, regime change there, and they were starting to, they learned to eat a lot of things. Well, if you put a spice on it, I'm sure poop would taste good. <laughs> well, shrimp are like the, the bugs. Uh, again, we go back to poop. All right. Well, if you ever smell my poop, you can say, yeah, "Stop! <laughs> Stop!" <laughs> So, <laughs> la, 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 yeah. I had to have my vibe. Yeah. Uh, no that explains it. Damn, get some of that uh, down your gullet right yes. now. Yes. Uh, <laughs> do you have it in IV form? Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, that that's that was my part of it. We got time to discuss anything else you guys want to talk about, including but not limited to the transfer portal and name and imaging recognition in football and how it's destroyed it. Doc, oh boy. Doc needs to get on here and talk about He's that. He's going to. I'm giving it I'm gonna give the I'm gonna give the listeners a little bit because I know Dr. Green's interested in this. Yeah. And if Dr. Green's interested in it, that means that the world is going to be interested in it. That's true. <laughs> That's so <All> true. Right. <laughs> you, know, you know, another thing, freshwater rights. Um yeah. that's a that's another um issue. And well what y'all were talking about Bill Gates buying up uh, farmland along delta areas, you know, that are <coughs> along waterways. Uh, T Boone Pickens is the is owns the largest share of freshwater rights oh, in the world. Well, 
It's the Ogallala Reserve. Really? It's like 65 million gallons of water a year. What's your point with this? Do you think it's going to control it? Well, I mean, I just, you, that gets in the hands of people. I mean, if you want to eliminate a bunch of people, you take away their water. That doesn't take very long at all. You know, it's. um, Yeah. And other than air, it's the quickest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, oh, I did read (laughs) briefly, of course, the UK is the one that had the wacko scientists that said humans or, you know, humans breathing causes global warming. <laughs> what, what do they want us to do? You know, it's... <laughs> want you to die. Yeah, they want us to die. <laughs> well, there is a very large concern among uh, people who study this stuff <clears throat> that there is not enough population. That we're collapsing, we're having a population collapse. Elon Musk is a big um, believer in that. So, uh, so we, maybe monogamy in too is in too much is I mean too much monogamy is a bad thing. Well, he's certainly demonstrating that. Yeah, uh, he is. Uh, yeah, he's, he has a lot of children with a lot of ladies. Prolific. Yeah. But is he really? Yes. 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 So he's got as many children as he does satellites. It's intentional. Not yeah. quite that many, but close. Yeah. And he talks a lot about how much he loves having children and how great it is to be a father and all these things. All right. So I'm going to ask this to Dr. Green. Obviously, I do not want you to talk to any specific clients. I would patients. I'd be wrong on your part. But I want to say this, that I have noticed there are fewer really obese people, that people are getting thinner again. Now, is that happening? Are you seeing that in your practice or is it just at tech basketball games? No, I think I think that that's you know somewhat accurate. I mean, it, it's a slow it's a slow process, you know. But I I think that I'm seeing that more and more, you know. But there there's so many factors that go into that. I mean, you know, when I was a kid, you was out playing and and you know you you didn't sit around the TV, you didn't have video games, you didn't have cell phones, you didn't have any of those things. We were out doing stuff, and we certainly didn't see as much obesity. Children, for sure. Oh, hardly now, all. Larry Mondello. You know, younger people is still a problem, James, because they're so sedentary. They don't go outside, um, and they're constantly in some form of video games or you know just staying on computers and things like that. And so they, they eat the same amount of calories, but they're doing far less activity than we did as children. I mean. I, I didn't have four wheelers or three wheelers or anything like that. I had a bicycle, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so when I was a kid, you you was out moving. Right. You know, so, but, there was so much change. We had bows and arrows that we would pick up ourselves, take it outside, and go shoot them. A parent would have a heart attack if someone did that now. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, when I was in high school, we kept our, our shotguns in the back of our cars because we were going hunting that afternoon. Right. I mean, you remember <laughs> gun racks. On the back gun yeah. Racks. Yeah, 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 that was a big thing. You'd have a truck mm-hmm. and you'd have a rack and you'd have it full of, you know, shotguns. And nobody thought a thing about it. I mean, it well, was. And the other thing is nobody stole it out of your truck. Right. <laughs> right. No, no. And it was like, I mean, it was, it was 
Oh, time. I remember when people started locking their doors. People yep. didn't used to lock the doors of their cars. That is a new phenomenon. People don't know that. Now Honda thinks it knows when I need to lock the door. Yeah. My car thinks it knows when I need to go to the restroom and everything else. <laughs> Everybody in my it's car knows nanniest, that. Nanniest piece of equipment I've ever used. Anyway. Everybody in my car knows that. Stop it. <laughs> anyway, all right. So, so, um, this, this, um, if it's true that they're getting thinner, and I think they are, I do think that parents are going like, get off the machine. I've, I've heard parents saying, give me yeah. that. Stop it. Go outside. Yeah. In fact, my my daughter sent her son out, my grandson out, that he was kind of getting yeah. rambunctious. She said, well, go outside. And she made him go outside. And, we went, we, and we, you know what? Charlotte and I drove up from the store, and he was doing push-ups. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Was, <laughs> so, so maybe he has a little of James in him after all. Well, you know, you know what it was? It was funny, though. You know how he was doing it? He'd, he had he had gone up on a, a rail that goes up to our house, a little platform, and it was he had put his feet on a on a column, mm-hmm. and his and his hands had worked himself up to that, so he was hanging high in the sky, mm-hmm. and he was doing push ups for himself, yeah, for, just for fun. <laughs> he didn't even think it was push ups. He was being mm-hmm. dangerous. He yeah. was doing something that felt a little dangerous. Then he also went walk for us, and there was a. You know, someone up the creek had apparently lost their soccer ball, and he gets on a, a log and walks across the, the the creek, and then gets a stick and gets the ball, throws it back, and walks back. The, I don't think you would have seen that five years ago. Yeah. I think people are starting to go in Charlotte, all for it, fall in, swim to the bank. Well, yeah, and but that's things that we just did when we were kids. Right. We didn't think anything about it. Yep, and if you fell in, you. Yeah. Your mom would say, put your clothes over there. Yeah. (laughs) Don't come in here with those wet clothes. (laughs) You know that that when I was a a junior in high school, I got into a fight. And I had on a white Dallas Cowboy shirt, number 12. I guess that was Strawback. Anyway, I was, I got in a fight and blood was all over that shirt. So I walked in and my mom said, James, what happened? I said, I got in a fight. She said, his or yours? His. She goes, put it over there. I'll get, I'll wash it. Get to it later. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> that was the end of it. She didn't get mad at me. She didn't, she didn't even question me. <laughs> Times have changed. Oh, they have. arrest me now. Think yeah. about this. Food for thought here. You know, one of the things you're seeing people kind of swing back towards they're trying to eat better and all that. And so just in time for you to do that, you see a weight change, then all of a sudden, when people are shopping on the outsides of the, the aisles instead of going through the processed foods, then all of a sudden you start getting more into this, uh-oh, we got to do food security things. And there you go. Yes. I got you. Yes, exactly. Well, you know, you have, you've had so many, uh, well, fad diets that have come out, you know, paleo, keto, all all of this stuff that really rejects the processed food and it's working. I mean, clearly yeah. it's working for a lot of people. And so you're exactly right. You've got so many that that's just a sign of how many people are buying into that. And now it's right. like, Oh, we can't have that. We can't have healthy people. Uh, they well, won't, they won't need our drugs. Right. Exactly. Yeah. We can't <laughs> exactly control it. Right. They can't control natural. That's the problem. And they know that they got to mm-hmm. outlaw yep. it. 
But that's why they have to control everything else. They have to control the weather. They have to control what you can grow. They have to, you know, they have to control. What caliber you can own. Yes. Well, you know, the the thing going back to this government, big business, big, you know, government, big labor. Hmm. You know, Ben raised this uh, last Tuesday before he went into the mountains. Um, (laughs) that, That they, people want shiny apples. So they figured out how to make shiny apples, but you can't wipe the shiny off anymore, mm-hmm. meaning they've somehow or another. Well, you have to peel it at this point, and then you lose a lot of the nutrients when you take the peel off an apple. Well, so apples are pretty uh, modified. Oh, oh, well, that's true. Right. Bananas, there's only one DNA for bananas now. You can't find the DNA of more. There's no, yeah, I know. There's no there's <laughs> soybeans are all grown by one company. All right, so that's big business. They're they're put preservatives in our food because they last longer. You got a longer shelf life. You can sell it longer. Uh, I swear, it's getting. I didn't even know that about why we don't have moldy food, but it's getting difficult if we don't put the date we put something in the refrigerator. It's getting it's getting difficult to tell what's old. Mm-hmm. There's that much preservatives that's done by free enterprise. We, I don't have a doubt about that. Yeah, and and. In their, I don't know if I'd call it defense, but in the reasoning behind that is most people think that this restaurant got me sick. Most people, it's what you ate yesterday got you sick <laughs> because you thought 90 degrees, you cook chili for two hours at 90 degrees. It's really good that way. Uh, that's not good. So people uh. don't heat things. Also. People don't wash their damn hands enough. Yes. Um, they are now. I don't wash my hands at all. Yeah, well, the, you know, if you did that, if you washed them properly, not obsessively, um, you would be shocked how often you don't get. <laughs> get disease. Yeah. Well, but, but let me go back to this thing. Colds and flus and things like that. It's not a panacea, but it is. Well, here, here's important. what I'm getting at, though, Glenn. And my point I was making, and this is, I definitely want to hear yours and all three of your comments on this. I don't have a problem with big business saying, you know, I make more money if I do this to my apples and they stay better longer. Uh, but, but I don't want them to try to stop me from going to gifts. That's my thing. You got to leave my option. And Charlotte and I do pay more for things like cranberry juice at, at um, Gibson's. We'll go there because, because Dr. Green told us, first of all, he food is medicine. He said, go there and get it. Well, you can cut it. I mean, yep. you can put water in it, cut it. If you go and buy that stuff at, at Super One or Walmart or any other store, he, he, sure enough, I looked at it. I thought I was doing good with that cranberry juice. It's all juice. All juice. 100% juice. But it doesn't say it's cut with pear juice and grape juice and apple juice. <laughs> and sugar and it, juice. Yeah. Sugar cane juice. <laughs> no, yeah. So I don't have a problem with it. And, and and we know when we go to the store, we're getting preservatives. The thing that bothers me the most, though, is the cattle. I love meat, and I want to know how many hormones and steroids or whatever else they're putting in there. I don't know if it's there, but it concerns me, and I don't know where I can go buy meat. That, that, that meat, red meat. Well, <laughs> you can get more low, low beef and, and, you know, grass-fed more. You can still find that. Yeah, and in fact, there's a growing movement to get meat 
beast that way. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are they going to try to stop them like they arrested the Amish well, guy for selling eggs that were farm fresh? Of course they will. But they do in certain states, yeah. Yeah. So there, I, I took two of my children to a, to a place that sold meat that is natural meat, okay, beef. And when we got there, they, they, they both go, oh, that, that meat doesn't look good. And I said, why? Because it's not red? And they said, yeah. And I said, no, they put EDTA in meat at Walmart and these other supermarkets. Natural make- food coloring. Yeah. yeah, all natural food coloring, yeah. yeah. But normally meat's not going to be that color. If it was that color, that would mean that the blood would be left in it. And that meat would spoil very, very quickly. It would congeal that blood. I said, that's not blood in that meat. That's EDTA. And they go, oh. I said, this is the meat you want because it doesn't have any of that in it. And so, you know, we, we've got to educate consumers. And, right. and I'm like, I'm like you, James. I do not believe that we should block free enterprise. People should be able to make choices, but they should educate themselves so that they can make better choices. And I'll say this, in a free enterprise, when more people make better choices, then there's more opportunities that will switch and give you better opportunities with, you know, food because they want to make money. They will change if the public forces that change in a free society. Mm -hmm. But when we go down one hole, and that's it. Right. Glenn? I agree 100% with that. Um, you know, as someone who was in the food industry for a long time, they're, you know, they, it's not trying to, you know, we're trying to keep the public safe because that's good business, not because the government forces us to. Um, but, you know, they, they, they want you to wear gloves. I don't want to wash. I had so many kids that I had to just jump over and stop because they'd push the trash down with their gloved hand oh. and then they'd go over to grab oh, something. Oh. Because my hands are clean, Mr. Glenn. I go, but your damn glove isn't, you son of, you know, yeah. I'd have to, you know, we took, it took us probably years because of that. If they had no glove, they washed their hand immediately. Mm hmm. And that's why I fought gloves for so long, because they don't make you safer. They're less safe, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Now, if you had a cut or something like that, yeah, you need a glove on. But, you know, it was all this coercion from our health department. And, you know, you get some people that go into that business, not all of them by any means. They go, oh, I've got power. You know, I'm going to go talk to these guys and, you know, hassle them. They wouldn't go to every restaurant. They'd just go to the big ones where they could get them to do something. Mm-hmm. I got you. Yeah. I got you. All right. So let me ask you this, Dr. Green. You remember, I can't remember the name of the drug. Or not drug. Listen to me. The, the <laughs> supplement that, that I talked to you about quite a bit on the comrades. You, you what is it called? You, you Bic one all, I think. Is that you Bic one all or something like that? Uh, oh. You remember that? CoQ10, I think. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. I made a joke to you after about three days of taking it. I didn't feel any different. But, man, that stuff is amazing for a 64-year-old man. And 
innumerable ways, innumerable. Uh, it's, I feel there's no question. Gradually, it happened over gradually, but I realized I'm jumping out of bed. I'm not, I'm not achy all the time. I, I don't know what that is, but they're going to outlaw it. Well, well it's CoQ10, you know, and the ubiquinol form is the form that people need. You can get a cheaper form called ubiquinone. But it, you know, once you're past 45 to 50 years old, you won't be able to even utilize that one because of enzymatic activities. But, but yeah, it's, it's good. But the thing is, people want to take a supplement and expect a pharmaceutical response. Yeah. And this mm-hmm. is an analogy to people when I'm trying to teach them this. Imagine an airplane coming in and you've got an X on a runway that you're wanting to stop on. That X represents your wellness. And your way out, you take a pharmaceutical. That pharmaceutical will rush you towards that X so you feel better real quick. The problem is, is you shoot past that X and the side effect is how far you go past that X. So rapidly you get the feeling better. So people think, man, that was a miracle. A supplement that works, a good quality supplement that a person needs, gradually starts approaching you towards the X. And the whole idea is to be able to stop on the X. Well, with a pharmaceutical, you can't. And I asked our pharmacology professor in school, I said, you know, is there any medicine that doesn't have a side effect? Now, this is a pharmacologist and he was a uh, doctor of medicine too from scotland he said he said sunny boy not a one wow side effects he said the thing is is the side effect you know worse what the benefit of the medicine gives you in some cases the answer is yes but in many many cases the answer is no and so i always tell people don't expect a miraculous, I took it today, and my headache is necessarily gone away in two hours. Right. The same thing that'll do that is going to cause you a gut problem within a year. And yeah. you're going to have mm-hmm. like yeah. that. So uh, I just. I absolutely believe that about reflux. If you're, if you're wanting to use medication like Zantac or something like that for reflux, yeah, it's going to fix it today. But there is no doubt in my mind that can't be good long term. Well, think about this, James. I mean, in the form of that, you're lowering the acidity in your stomach, but your stomach was designed to have hydrochloric acid in it. Right. That's strong acid. But if through worry or other things that we're doing have caused injury to the lining of the stomach, then that acid gets into that area, or if that acid is causing to go up through the diaphragm because the sphincter is not working. Then you have those symptoms because that acid is not supposed to be in the esophagus. And so what happens is people say, oh, I got too much acid. No, you don't have too much acid. I mean, we need hydrochloric acid to break food down so you don't get reflux. However, it's, you know, oftentimes if you read the labels, those kind of medicines are never supposed to be used long term, but people use them for years. And then they wonder why they got such bad <laughs> reflux. We got to go because I know you got to go to work. Let me, let me say this real quick. And I think the other problem with it is, is that you don't figure out what's causing it. 
with me, yes. it was real simple. You know what it was? And it may not be this way for you. It may not be this way for Charlotte. But for me, no tomato-based no tomato based products after 5 o'clock. Yep. That's it. If I don't, I can have it at lunch. But if I have it after 5, I'm going to have reflux. So don't take it after 5. But if I were taking Zantac, I would never know. I would never know what was causing it. Tim, as always, yes. I appreciate you being Thank on you. here. But, but I've got to tell you that Glenn's got a piece of advice on health that you need to hear before you go. I, I hope he'll, he'll agree with me. But I, <laughs> uh, I will say that in moderation, if you go down to the, uh, the uh, Houghton PJs and get some delicious coffee, of course, they have mineral water still. It's still legal there. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you can have uh, breakfast pastries, wonderful um, lunch sandwiches, breakfast sandwiches, uh, all natural Red Bull if you need a little boost and boosted teas for all your drinking and eating needs. <laughs> thank you. Dr. Gray, thank you so much. I hope you'll come back on, back again sometime. I learned a lot today. Thank you, yeah, Charlotte. Thank absolutely. You. Charlotte, I knew Charlotte would have a lot to say today on this topic. She keeps our family healthy. That's right. Appreciate you guys. I'll try to get Doc on here. Maybe I'll get Dr. Green and Doc on here at the same time. That's Ooh, wait a minute. That'd be good. <laughs> That'd be like the room fun. would levitate. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Doc Glenn. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, listeners. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.